0: Welcome to Dream It, Dare It, Do It, Live the Life You Want. I'm Jasmine, the host of the podcast. And I'm um, I'm happy to say that we're at season four, which is like unbelievable to me. I'm like, where, 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 what happened? <laughs> it was supposed to just be a a, oh, let me just play, and then all of a sudden it became a thing. And so I'm I'm super happy that I have this great friend called Pam Hall that is looking for guests for me. And she has reached out to Grace Kelly. Hi, Grace. Hello,
1: Jasmine. Good to see you.
0: Same here. (laughs) So I had heard for for my listeners, I had heard of Grace Kelly through Mavis Karn. Everybody who's listened to me also know Mavis Karn. And uh, Grace and Mavis have been doing things together like they they have or are they still doing or are you guys still doing things together
1: we have done things together
0: yeah okay and so yeah I I was uh you know whenever somebody works with with Mavis I'm like oh 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 this is gonna be fun so Grace tell me a little bit for the people that are listening where you are what you're what you're about
1: well, right now, as you can see, probably behind me, <laughs> I'm not in my 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 own space. I'm currently at my um my fiance's parents' house. Okay. And I lost my fiance in twenty twenty to a sudden heart attack. Mm. And I still come and be with his parents. I still come and visit. Um and it's interesting, Jasmine, you know, because it's it's a journey. It's a journey on really following my message, which is about enjoying your life right where you are. And how do we do that when we've gone through a sudden loss or a trauma or a tragedy? Um, and I think everybody at this point in time, especially after the experience of COVID hit, hitting the world, has some experience of change and how do we navigate change and the unknown uh, and still find joy in the moment, still find a sense of peace and well-being. So what I'm really up to at the moment is is helping people create a new chapter in their life and their world. And, And I've been walking that path myself. In the last eighteen months since I lost Francesco, creating a new chapter. How do I? How do I step into a new chapter? And then wanting to bring that to other people because I think there's not a person in the world right now that isn't on the verge of some new chapter, wanting to be formed or already formed or trying to form it. And so um, it's a real pleasure to to be able to show up on these interviews and podcasts and just share the message that it's possible to be okay and to start a new chapter, even amongst some really horrible circumstances.
0: Yeah. I went through a few years back. I was taking care of my mom. Uh, My mom was, um, she had uh, dementia. She had two operations back to back, like from one year to another for her, Hips, she had hip replacement surgery. After the first um, operation, she started telling me, She says, Jasmine, I'm having a hard time finding words. I'm having a hard time writing. I'm having, like, she would tell me that there was some change occurring with her. And so I started taking care of her um, and just making sure that, you know, her bills were were okay, that, you know, whatever was happening, I was just kind of there you know, for her. And as time progressed, well, she started to, uh, you know, get more and more deep in the dementia and people were, it was really difficult with the people around, but I, like, people were asking me, how do you do it? How do you do it? You know? And I'd be Mm -hmm. like, I'm just with her. And, and I say it time and time again, it's still, it was still the, the most beautiful moments of my life when that occurred and Mm -hmm. and and if you would ask me prior to this what would be the worst thing that could ever happen to me like you know you some people have that thought well I had that thought and for me it was if my mom gets Alzheimer's Mm -hmm. and lo and behold you know dementia and Alzheimer's are very similar, right? So um, it wasn't awful. It wasn't, it wasn't the worst time of my life. Mm -hmm. And um, I just lived in the moment. And uh, that's why I say live the life you want, which it really comes back to the same thing. We basically have the same message. You know, it's kind of like, live in the now look at now and see what you can see that makes you smile that makes you that reaches you and gets you into this beautiful space of just being in the moment without trying to control it so Mm -hmm. that's what it reminded me when you were talking and I I remember I I follow you on social media and I remember when your your fiance passed and how you were just like wide open sharing you know what was there for you and um so yes kudos is basically (laughs) what I want to say and I hope I I know I was inspired and I hope others
1: were too um so so that being said go ahead (laughs) oh well I was just saying thank you (laughs) thank you for reminding me
0: (laughs) I um I wanted to, I, I don't usually do this, but I went on your website and I saw the reflections of grace and I want to read it. I never, I never do this, but I feel like I want to read it. So for everybody who's listening and watching, here's what she has on her website. And you guys, I'm going to put the link of uh, her website in the description, but here it is. It's the reflections of grace. It is more often quiet than loud. It speaks the language of the heart. It dances in light and dark. It connects every living and dying thing. It is the force behind miracles. She or he appears in many guises. It is there at our beginning and our ending. It seduces us into a greatest, our greatest adventures. It allows us to let go, and to let in. It unifies and separates. Grace is a gift given through the eyes, the breath, the kiss. You are its holy longing. It is what makes you, you. I thought it was beautiful. (laughs) So, and I don't usually, like, I'm not a poet thing, you know, but. I just loved it. And I thought I'd share it with you, uh, with everybody listening and read it out loud. And it really um, talks to me about self-love. But can you tell me what
1: what it says for you? Like when you wrote this out for you, can you talk to me a little bit about it? Was actually it, it's actually a, a piece of writing that was shared with me by a friend, so I can't claim ownership of that piece of writing. The author is Genevieve Bo- Boast, I believe, and I was just so inspired, just as you were, Jasmine, by this truth of who we are at core. This this light and this this quietness and there was just something in that language that spoke to my soul about about the essence of grace. And yet we're not talking about a name or my name, we're talking about all of us, humanity. And I just think it's a beautiful um, it's a beautiful reminder because we can get so caught up in our self-evaluation. We can get so caught up in our our self-concern. And when I talk about that, I'm talking about that small self with a small S. And when we think about our bigger self, the self with a capital S, to me, that is so much lighter and quieter and more direct, more centred. And that piece of writing just spoke to my soul on that. Mm. You know,
0: you're, when we, when you were talking a little bit earlier, you were, you talked about trauma and I feel like sharing what's hurt to me. um, In the past few weeks, I've been reflecting on trauma and I've, I've seen a few things for myself. I've seen that I, I've had trauma in my life, but I had not, it wasn't aligned with the definition of trauma that I have in my brain, you know, and in my intellect, I'm going to say not in my brain, in my intellect. And And so whenever the trauma would show up, I would just judge myself. I would, you know, tell myself that I was stupid. Just get over it. You're a big girl. Put your big pants on. You know, that kind of language that I do to myself. And. So one of the things that I saw, and and my friend who are going to listen to this are going to go but Jasmine, you know this, but it, it was just different. I've had trauma around neighbors. So when I was in my 20s, there was a big event that happened with, a big long event, I should say. It's like it was a persistent event that happened around neighbors. And ever since... I've had, I'm going to call it PTSD just because I don't have any other words, but every time a neighbor would show up in my life, this would come up like that. I would have so much emotions coming out and I would just like tell myself, come on, get over it. All of this thing that I would show up. So a few weeks, uh, yeah, a few weeks ago, I was my neighbors and near me, they left, they moved out. And it was not a nice neighbor. It was not a calm neighbor. I'm I'm very peaceful and no noise. I like that kind of thing. Well, they had children that were very, very rambunctious. And they were very, so it was a lot of noise. But I wouldn't dare go say, hey, you know, would not dare do that because of this whole thing around neighbors. And now the apartment got rented. And I went outside and I started walking and I saw the new neighbors and I saw, I felt the feelings. I'm like, but Jasmine, you do not know them. Why, why are you freaking out? You know? And then all of a sudden the person takes a picture of me and I'm like, why are they taking a picture of me? Like, even it, it was just so much, you know, that was showing up in my space. And I came back into my house and I had all of the thoughts of, I'm going to go knock on the door and ask them why. And I was going to, you know, get angry with them. And, but I did not do any of that. I just let it be. And I just didn't do anything. And I was afraid that I was going to have another, another, because this is long-term. This is 30 years of me freaking out. Another bad neighbor. And yesterday I got a knock on my door and it was like a super soft knock. It's like so soft that the dog didn't even bark. That's how soft that knock was. And I opened the door and it was a man. And the man said, hello, I'm your neighbor next door. And I was like, that's not the man that took a picture of me. He says, I was just washing my windows. Do you mind if I wash your windows? And I was just like, of course, go right ahead, go wash my windows. And I was just like, and even telling you now, I'm tearing up because it had nothing to do with everything that I had made up in my mind about what was going to happen. And I was wondering what you saw and everything that I just said, because I really saw how I was making up stuff from the past and that helped me identify that it was trauma and it was okay that it is trauma for me. It doesn't have to be somebody getting killed or murdered or leaving, you know, at a moment's notice, right? It could be something else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the most helpful thing that I've, learned jasmine that that helps me with uncomfortable feelings is is realizing that we can use our memory against ourselves or to help ourselves and what i hear in your sharing is an innocent habit of using your memory of from the past to to go against whatever's in front of you right now. And we do that, you know, humans do that. Um, And how cool you can see that, you know, you were doing that. You were aware of the fact that, that that was what was going on. Now you might put different language to that, but what I'm hearing is you were aware of how you were Attributing a present situation to something that was uncomfortable in the past, you know, and and, and how it wasn't even real because <laughs> yeah. the, the guy showed up and it wasn't even him who took the photo. So there's something really helpful about seeing that we can use our memory. We, we don't have control of the thinking that comes into our mind, but we do we can shut the door on um on what, on the way we're using thought, you know, and the awesome thing that, you know, the, about, about feeling uncomfortable, starting to feel angry, starting to feel nervous, starting to feel anxious, starting to feel traumatized. The, the beautiful thing about those strong feelings is that they are indicating how we're using our memory and our thoughts they're not indicating something truthful about the current situation. And that has helped me hugely in the journey of of grief and loss, you know. Um, Being able to see that the feeling I fall into is letting me know how I'm using my mind and my memory. It's not letting me know anything about my future. It's not any, letting me know anything about the way Francesco, my partner, my fiance, died. And as we see that on a deeper and deeper level, our experience of life literally gets more graceful. It, it, you know, we fall into feelings of okayness, peacefulness, well-beingness, enjoyment rather than fighting up against life and resisting what's occurring and going to tell our neighbors exactly what we think of them. And we kind of, we hear, we have common sense is what I'm trying to say. We hear our common sense in any situation. And I heard that in your story that instead of going to knock his door and give him what for, you know, I heard you use you, hearing your common sense, like, mm. I'm not going to do that, yeah, so you know the most helpful thing that we can we can see and remember is that is that in any moment we're either using our thinking and our memory to help ourselves, or we're using our thinking and our memory to go against ourselves. And the beauty of life is we can always have a fresh new experience. Even if we've had 30 years of difficulty with neighbors, we can we are one thought away from a whole new world. We're one thought away from a whole new experience. And that to me is very hopeful. You know? Yes. How cool that, regardless of this noise in your head you had a neighbor showing up and saying can i wash your windows mm-hmm. i i talk about it this way jasmine just to give the the audience another another sense of this but i talk about and a friend of mine when i way back in 2016 gave me this analogy um but I, but i talk about bob the drunk in your head <laughs> Bob. Okay. And so all of us have Bob or whatever you want to call him.
0: Yeah.
1: There's this drunken chatter that goes on a lot. And it can be flavored with criticism, judgment, um, self-evaluation, concern, insecurity. But just as we wouldn't go to Bob on the end of a street corner, who's lying there drunk, shouting obscenities. You know, every large city has some some drunken Bob on the end of a, a, a street doing that. Just as we wouldn't go to Bob on the high street for advice. Why would we go to him in our head? And yet we do innocently because he's loud, because he's aggressive because he seems very important to listen to. We tend to go to Bob and hang out there and have a drink with him and listen to him. Here's the beautiful thing, Jasmine, our feeling state, the most helpful thing I ever learned, our feeling state is letting us know when we're listening to Bob versus listening to Wisdom, truth, common sense. Feelings of tension, feelings of stress, feeling of upset, worry, fear, all just letting us know Bob's in the house and we're opening a bottle with him and listening really intently. Is that helpful? That's great.
0: I think that is totally great. So if I'm like sitting if I'm sitting watching TV and all of a sudden I feel anxiety pop up now I can either say oh my god something's gonna happen because I'm I've got you know anxiety or I can just go oh I'm probably thinking anxious thoughts right now and I'm believing them and I'm it's okay I can I can not listen I can close that door like you said right yeah and I have noticed that I have been Living my life, spending much more time at peace, and then, you know, all of a sudden having the thought, well, okay, I should be stressing right now. Like I, I, I have to be stressing, and <laughs> going, why? <laughs> you know, like why do I have to be stressing? No, I don't need to. I, I like it when I'm relaxed. I like it when I'm me. I'm like, I like it when I'm I'm just showing up and, and not self-conscious, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just, I just came out of, um, I, I did this, the 3P GC conference. I went to see it and Natasha Swardloff, I, I'm not sure if I say, pronounce it properly, but she had, you know, like she showed up on stage and you like, it was like love coming up on stage. You could feel the the love walking up, you know, <laughs> it was just like, She, she had a, I call it having a beautiful space and which how she phrased it. She was like, we love that space because it's pure love. And I was like, yeah, I, I just love being in that space of it's okay. If you move your hands a lot, Jasmine, it's okay. If you make faces because that's how I do it. That's, that's how life shows up for me. But like like that's how it, it comes through me you know and and when I'm self-conscious when I'm about me when I'm about okay how's Jasmine doing how's her hair how's what did she handle it properly then I kind of don't like it I'm not enjoying myself in that space yeah. but I love the space of, of peace and I go in and out like I've even in this interview, I've gone in and out and, and I, you know, I heard myself going, Oh, stop it. Now you're about yourself. And I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. Just come back to that space and don't
1: listen, you know? Yeah. yeah, And it, and it just happens for all of us. You know, it's, it's, it happens for all of us where Bob is just habitual.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, he's, he's, he's telling you what you should and shouldn't be saying and doing and, and yet how fabulous it is that when you get a little bit of space from that noise, you're just purely present. And what comes from there is always miraculous.
0: I have a girlfriend who's going through, um, a lot right now and I'm I'm very proud of her because she's she's noticing and I can see that she's um she's going in and out of it but she's going through it with grace and and she's seeing things like important things for herself about how she relates to her husband to her family to and And I don't know if she knows, I know she's going to be listening to this now and she knows she's like, oh, she's talking about me. (laughs) But I don't know if she knows how giant these steps that she's taking right now are. Mm -hmm. You know, in difficult moments, that's, I think, where we can really feel ourselves, our heart, like it's like the most purest part of ourselves that shows up there Mm -hmm. i don't know if you've had that experience yourself
1: yeah i mean i've i've had it i've had i've touched it a number of times but but the place that surprised me most jasmine was in francesco's death i i fell into this feeling of love. And while I was trying to grasp love intellectually, probably my whole life, this was an experience of just pure feeling love. And in that moment, I really got it. This is our true nature. This is the meaning of God. This is what we go back to. This is who we are. And that love, that feeling was so helpful and healing because it carried me through for a number of weeks even months you know you were saying earlier that you were watching me sharing with people even just after Francesco's death and I couldn't not give the feeling away you know Sydney Banks talks about you know living in a nice feeling and giving the feeling away I really got it that feeling of love was just so. Um, it was just so full that I I couldn't not use it up as best I as best I could and give it away. So so when I find myself now in times of you know getting lost, getting insecure, getting worried. I use, you know, again using our memory. I use my memory in that helpful way to remember that feeling, because the moment I remember that feeling, I remember the truth of what's real and who we are and what we're, what it's all about, and it somehow helps dissipate the rest of the noise. Now, not everyone has had a profound feeling of of love, right? But um lean on our experience that it is what's real whilst the rest of what's going on is just the noise in our head that we've habitually become very engaged with
0: yeah i michael calls it overflow So like you were overflowing so much that, you know, (laughs) there was like an overflow of the feeling. Yeah. 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 I, yeah, I, I, I totally get it. I totally get it. We like, I've seen so many times how I rely on my intellect or on my knowledge, you know, like, well, I've learned that if this happens, I should do this. So like, if something occurs, then I kind of like, instead of just being with it and just like seeing what occurs, I, I literally go to my knowledge and I like I'm going through files and like, okay, what did I learn about this? You know? And then I react according to what I've learned instead of just staying in the moment And going, okay, well, how do I want to react right now? And I think that I am doing that. And I think I did that with the neighbor, you know, like I kind of like saw, okay, so I'm going to call him Bob now. Bob is saying, go knock on that door and, you know, go, go be somebody for yourself. Like go stand up for yourself. Like I can hear, I call, it's my dad's voice. My dad had, has that like where don't be a doormat, you know, just go stand up for yourself. That I've seen a while ago that you know, I choose harmony, I choose peace, I choose like me going to knock on that door is generating anger in me. That and and it's gonna inevitably generate anger to the other person because that's where I'm coming from. But if I'm coming from a beautiful space of peace and love, and I go knock on that door with that space, what's gonna come out of my mouth is
1: gonna be that space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a very different uh outcome yeah you know and that's what I love about strong feelings you know there's nothing wrong with these powerful feelings of anger and whatever else starts stirring up they're they're letting us know hold on we have learned that they're letting us know we should do something about the situation immediately but that's been incorrect just as we put our hand on a burning stove and our hand burns immediately we wouldn't want to have our hand on that for 30 minutes because my god it would disintegrate you know we'd be in trouble yeah it's the same with strong feelings it's supposed our feelings are supposed to be burning us in a way those strong feelings as a means to say back off yeah not as a means to say come on, let's go get the neighbor. Yeah. So the more we see this deeply enough, Jasmine, and that's the journey we're on, the more we see this deeply enough that our feelings are on our side. I love that all feelings are love in disguise. Hmm. Tell me more. Well, to say that they're on our side, they're letting us know, and we are going too far, let's call it, away from wisdom and when we're coming back home towards our wisdom i love it okay i have to say
0: that again people listen to this this is awesome all feelings are love in disguise it's love telling you you're either going away from wisdom or going towards wisdom
1: i love it it's so simple it's so simple, and and it's a helpful. It's just a really helpful indicator for getting to enjoy your life.
0: Fantastic. We
1: don't we don't have to leave our homes and move countries and fall in love and make X amount of money. We can do all that, but. But if we want enjoyment in the moment, we just want to, we, we, we want to be in, in touch with that wisdom. We want to see our feelings are our friends letting us know where we are. You know, I used to get a very anxious feeling when I thought about Francesco's death. And it was literally in the pit of my stomach. And I would get worried about the feeling and I would try and get away from the feeling and get rid of the feeling. And I'd simply forgotten. I had forgotten that the feeling was love in disguise. The feeling was was letting me know, Grace, the way you're thinking right now isn't trustworthy. I was assuming, as we humans do, that this anxious feeling was informing me about something awful about Francesco's death. Hmm. Not, not, Not true. So our feelings are our friends. And whilst we don't like the very intense, uncomfortable ones, thank God they're loud because they're letting us know, back off from how you're using your, your thought, your memory. Hello. He's agreed.
0: <laughs> He's totally agreed. <laughs> Well Grace that was great. Um thank you very much for the conversation. Believe it or not it's been 30 minutes already. And um but before we go I would like I don't know if you want to tell the, the listeners if you've got anything going on right now that you'd like to invite them to maybe. Um I'm going to put your website but if is there anything going on right now?
1: Thank you um he's hearing someone outside yeah. the website's fine Facebook, yeah. yeah
0: okay okay my dog's coming now <laughs> here's my puppy for those of you listening to the watching the video we've got our puppies on screen now <laughs> so thank you so much for accepting the invitation it was a beautiful conversation and um
1: yeah that's what I wanted to say. My pleasure, Jasmine. Thank you so much. And yeah, we'll be in touch. Lots of love. Lots of love.
0: Everybody else, I'm going to say, dream it, dare it, do it, live the life you want and see you next week.